Yeah. They'll maim cut two people who love them and will feed them and, and, and mm-hmm. interact with them daily. And then sort of in the middle, more appropriate response of respect for the animal. CJSW, let's go to the beach. We're going to the beach. To the beach, what beach? To the beach, that beach. The CJSW Beach, 90.9 FM. Oh yeah, to the beach. Here at CJSW, we'll take you on a secret special trip to a secret location. And we won't tell you what that location is until you get there and then you find out it's a beach. CGSW will take you to the beach All summer, all summer Baby, we're going to the beach To the beach Hope you brought your goggles Cause we're going underwater At the beach, at the beach At the CGSW beach The beach, the beach, the beach All summer, baby At the beach FM, CJSW.com. Into the mood of Stampede here in Calgary. And that usually means it's concert calendar time. Talking about Terminus Festival. A time for Sled Island. Right here at the Calgary Folk Music Festival. Uh, Calgary Blues Fest. Over at Studio Bell. Check her out. Blocked. CJSW 90.9 FM. You are listening to The Circuit, a weekly program dedicated to the events and festivals that were set to happen in and around our vibrant community. It's a celebration of the past and things to come for Calgary's music scene. Thank you to the Rosé Foundation and Calgary Arts Development for the support on this special initiative.
CJSW 90.9 FM. This is Liam with Jess. Good morning. Good morning. And you're tuned in to The Circuit, like I mentioned, at 90.9 on your FM dials. All over the world, CJSW.com. And that was Calgary's own Tenda Village, a new soul group that popped up. That's their second single. It's called Maybe It's You, Not Me. They have a AP, EP rather that is going to be available for pre-save. It's coming out August 28th. So really good. A couple of new tracks from them. And uh, we have a lot of local plan for the show today. Yeah, it's a lot. It's mostly just all. It's actually just all local. All local. So, yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, like the, the, as you'll kind of see as we go through the next hour, the festivals that we're going to be covering, uh, i.e. Bump and Slam Fest here in Calgary, aren't focused around music as many of the other festivals that we've covered would be. So There's it, music components. For sure, yeah. There's components to both of them musically, sonically, but um, nothing concrete, no lineups really established that were as uh, solidified the as the same. Yeah, because art is... Uh, in so many different forms across the spectrum. <laughs> totally. But uh, so we just said, eh, well, let's just do local then. If there's not a huge musical component to either of these festivals as far as uh, set lists go. And I think that's not a bad way to go about it. Yeah. And I'm sure some of these groups even played the festivals before. It's just because those festivals are always on it. They're on the stuff that's yeah. hype and hot right now. Um, and Bump is happening still, despite the pandemic, all month long till the 30th. Oh, today, today is like the third weekend. Yep. So Thursday. it's been going on. Lots of stuff to see. And you'll hear a bit more about that. And Slam typically happens, I believe, this weekend. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure it's... it's. I know it's in the month of August. We know that. It's a little different every the one year. one that was supposed to be... Sorry to just correct you That's over okay. the air. <laughs> it's, the only reason I, I really remember it. is because it's my birthday. It's supposed to take place on my birthday this year. It was September 18th. That late in the year? Yeah. I always thought it was August. No, but they like they have a lot of um, TBD all over their website. Well, there we go. Well, they are planning some virtual programming, and Jenna, who is one of the co-founders, will speak more to that later on in the show yeah. as well and give us all the details on what you can enjoy from Slam this year. So we'll be bouncing between Slam and Bump festivals. As Jess mentioned, Bump is happening the whole month of August, and this is kind of a Thursday to Sunday event. Although the murals are there all the time, um, they're curated and uh, displayed in, in different orders and different um, kind of hunts, like scavenger hunts and uh, tours you can do um, throughout Thursday through Sunday. And, and as we mentioned before, there are some musical components and some, some DJs and whatnot. Um, so starting today, this is going into the third weekend. So one more weekend after this, but uh, the weather's nice. So you may as well get on the Shoelace Express and uh, go check them out. Yeah, there's lots of stuff to see. And guaranteed, if uh, you're in and around the downtown core and you see something nice, probably thanks to bump and the artists that have frequented the festival so yeah speaking of we did speak to uh one of the artists cam he's with slugger studios he worked on a mural uh, a squirrel mural outside of i love you coffee shop it is i think completed now uh, at least i saw a picture that was like most completed so i'm yeah, assuming completed. that is completed. i'm actually going to go down there i think after this it's incredible and go for a, a little spin through uh, the belt line it's so colorful so cool yeah um, I think it's, yeah, I love you coffee shop. So. Yeah, that's like kind of like the hub for all this, it seems. There's like a lot of stuff going on around there on 4th Street. Well, that's like 4th and 17th, so it's like the epicenter. Yeah. Um, so we'll be speaking with Cam. We'll be speaking with Jenna. And stay tuned. You listen to the circuit. Slipping underwater, I was sipping. 
sipping on some coolers. I was skipping with your daughter. You can call me Ferris Bueller. Flipping off some office, stripping off the mog is ripping with the looters. I got suitors, I got shooters. I'm a tutor with maneuvers. Lucrative delusions. I've been stupid with precision. Rumored with ambition. I got two words. Just listen. Sex kitten. Looking for the next victim. Last one still smitten. Vamp vixen. Latex fetish. Watching Frost Nixon while I play bad chemist. Still the rest is. History credits of how I break bad. Creeping subreddits about mad lads and cells and sad dads. Talking about Becky's and Chad's. Summer of the year. I was acting mad underage. Under the limit. But I was always on stage. Road rage cutie on a rowdy rampage. Teenage beauty with the good grades. Colors like Kate Spade. Others be mousy mask. I was up writing that housey track. Trying to not be drowsy was a task. After hitting lean all night long. Lucid dreams trying to write these songs. Never write these wrongs. Cause I was heaven set on staying hell bent. I knew it all along that it was time well spent. Age of consent to the extent in which I played it. I guess I, I fucking come, made it. Stay faded. Right? Keep it real smooth. Huh. Listening to Santi in the back lot brood. All of that shit that you heard, it was true. Wearing all white when I walk off the white. So I go boo. I got dun 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 when I walk through the room. See all these art boys fucking on some flume. I make some dark ties fucking on some fumes. I got cereal flex on my shoes and they light up when I move. Go right up to the booth. Talking about your boons. I'm talking about my runes. Conquest that I made on the moon. I'm talking about my goons. Shiny with that madras print on their back. Fucking rude. Whole gang colored like the rays of the sun. That's a look and a mood. Yeah, that's a look and a mood. What? Moving a lantra, go teeth contra. Fifteen braids on my head, move faster. Fifteen links on my chest, it'll cost ya. Dark brute, costa, riled up, bitching. Drink like I'm bossed up. Drink on the brink of my rasta. Think when we pass ya. I've got a knife on the back of my neck to double cross ya. Snake on my ribs, buckskin anaconda.
right, and we're back. You're listening to The Circuit on CGSW 90.9 FM, and we're joined by Peter Oliver. How's it going? Hey, very good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks for being willing to do the interview. So can you talk a little bit about um, your role in the festival? I know it's a big one. Yeah, so the Beltline Urban Murals Project is a uh, mural festival going into its fourth year which has been uh, transforming the Beltline and Calgary into um, an expansive open-air um, uh, guest art gallery uh, with murals um, all over the place. So this August, we're doing uh, over 20 new murals, and um, that'll take us to over 50 uh, my role, I, I'm one of the co-founders. I started back in 2017 with another uh, fellow here. And uh, we've been building the festival up each year. And um, it's really, uh, we're really grateful to be able to continue the work this year despite COVID. Yeah. Hey, Peter, thanks again for coming on. My name is Liam. Um how about the reception so far for those who have been heading out and hitting the streets of the Beltline and checking out some of the new murals? I know it's a different time and there are people down there. So what's it been uh, so far for you and your observations? Yeah, I mean, it's been better than ever. We're doing uh, a longer festival this year. We've sort of stretched the, the four-day festival into a full four weeks, so for the whole month of August. And uh, we're seeing a lot more people on the street walking around with maps, doing the mural tours, uh, self-guided mural tours that we've got online using your smartphone and GPS. And um, the reaction's been great. I think the artists um, are getting a lot of uh, compliments from people. Uh, the talent this year is just amazing. Every single wall is just, um, we're so thrilled with. And there's still more to come. We've got um, somewhere around 10 days left in the month. And um, there's a lot of new murals on the way still. Yeah, that's the great thing about Bump is there's not a whole lot to do right now with the pandemic. But because you're outside, it's like a really great, um, like engaging thing for people to kind of do together, maybe like in a smaller group. I think that's such a great idea. And I'm glad it's still going on, um, regardless of know the circumstances but how has bump grown over the years and in particular how has it really like changed the way we view graffiti art because i feel like that was something that was like frowned on before like in at least throughout the years but this is a way to kind of celebrate it in a sense yeah well i mean the festival's grown from four murals in our first year to 11 in the second to 16 last year to over 20 this year um, but we've also expanded the programming each year um, around the murals. So we do uh, mural tours. We do um, live DJ sessions and live music now alongside the murals while they're being painted. So we're doing a bump up, uh, what we call a bump up. Um, this uh, Saturday, at um, it's going to be at the back of uh, Jameson's on 17th Ave facing the Thompson Family Park behind there. We're going to have DJ Samsung and Dr. Space um, paint, or playing alongside Doraz. Um, and as far as how it sort of changed the perception of um, murals and graffiti art and street art, 
Um, Calgary definitely was a very, very sterile looking uh, city for, I think, a long time. And so I think as we've added more murals, people have kind of gotten a sense of um, the quality of, um, of, of the work and, and the artists that are available to paint. Um, and also sort of the, the value of adding um, street art in, in the community. And that's really shown through uh, the increasing number of uh, building owners that we continue to have uh, approach us for murals on their walls now, where previously we really had to um, pitch and sell the idea uh, to building owners to to have murals painted on their walls. Um, but now they can really see the value, and I think people are really appreciating uh, what this does for the city. Yeah, and it's uh, a lot. There's a lot more fluidity with the murals now because there's those recognizable murals around downtown with the arms and the the like the dove and the hand. Like the, so, someone's off McLeod Trail that have like always been there, and now with Bump and some other different projects that are ongoing, it's something that is it's fresh. There's new ones. Sometimes they're being rotated in and out, and it, I get there is uh, stigmas attached to street art. Um, and being distinguished from graffiti. Um, and you mentioned that there's lots going on uh, up and down the belt line behind seven, or Jameson's 17th. We talked about how I Love You Coffee Shop has been uh, a, a hub for a lot of activity lately. What are some of the hot spots that you are uh, got your eye on and, and um, that, you know, that alongside yeah. the self-guided tours, you can, you can go check out? Yeah, well, for mural hot spots, the parkade on 10th Avenue and 4th Street right across from Kraft and National on 10th Avenue is turning into uh, a mural mecca of sorts. It's kind of like a very Borg-like, uh, brutalist parking structure that's about six stories tall. Yes. And we've already got two murals on there from previous years. Um, there's a third mural in progress right now, facing 10th Avenue by uh, Montreal artist Ank One. Um, there's going to be another mural happening inside um, in the hallways, and it's all leading up to a, a bigger project that will be happening there, which we'll be speaking more about maybe in a month or so. Um, so that's definitely a spot to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I think like. Uh, first off first street there was a, a a wall recently painted actually i think it's just being finished now by uh sutina nation artist nathan mcginnis um and it's uh just between 13th and 14th abs tucked away in this really cool little alley and i think it's a real gem of a mural um that i think anyone who stumbles on will really love and also so there's um there's kind of something for everyone and i think if you part of the fun is just exploring um the city and the neighborhoods and uh, we we try to make that as easy as possible just um using your phone or you can pick up a program at local businesses or at the McHugh house at the corner of 17th Avenue and center street and um 
kind of just do a sort of choose your own adventure of all the different uh, murals we have and events that are sort of happening scattered around through the neighborhood. Yeah, and maybe supporting local businesses along the way. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, so I guess a question that I've, that's been kind of on my mind just because of the last week or so, kind of the things that have been going on in our community. Um, do these murals stay there forever or eventually are new artists going to come in and create new work over time? Um, and the festival really you know, heavily relies on these downtown locations. So is this something that you have to think about each year or is it more of a future thing to think about as far as space is concerned? Yeah, it's a, it's a future thing. One of the benefits of Beltline and downtown is really that we have so many walls, particularly in the Beltline. So uh, we understand when we put these murals up that they're not meant to last forever. We don't think... Um, we, we think these walls uh, should be part of more of an ongoing conversation and community dialogue about whatever's happening and whatever the artists want to be painting about. Painting about. So... Um, yeah, I mean, in regards to the uh, the, the Dove mural controversy, um, I think it was a very disappointing outcome. It was really, um, quite frankly, embarrassing for Calgary uh, to see the kind of uh, racism that reared its head towards Pink Flamingo. Um, and I think it was also disappointing that wall um, 25 years ago when that mural was painted brought a message of hope and compassion and it could have been part of that that ongoing conversation about those ideas in today's context um so yeah having said that i think um we'll continue to to find new walls for our work but i mean certainly at some point we'll be looking at uh, painting over some of these murals with new ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like we mentioned, it, otherwise uh, messages get stagnant, and when things happen and unfold the way they did with Pink Flamingo, it, it's disappointing, and it's something that I think I'm happy you brought up because it needs to be talked about, not swept under a rug and not Absolutely. tucked away. So um, mm-hmm. if anyone's curious about more information, you can definitely find that on uh, various accounts that have been in support in solidarity with Pink Flamingo, including their own. Uh, speaking of that, how can uh, Calgarians engage with Bump outside of just going up to the murals physically? Uh, I know YYCBump.ca, YYCBump on Instagram. Are those the two best ways to get uh, in touch and support the cause? Yeah, and to, uh, to, to get started on your mural hunt, we're also posting online... Uh, artist talks on video on demand uh, that have been recorded at Contemporary Calgary with our friends over at NUTV, right next door to CGSW. And um, that's sort of an opportunity to hear the stories um, from the artists themselves and understand a little bit more about their different practices and um, some of the stories behind the murals they're painting in Calgary this year. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us and talking about Bump and all the wonderful work. It's definitely adding a vibrance to our community. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks again, Peter. We'll talk soon. Bye. Take care.
that was Peter, uh, very important uh, figure in the Beltline district and definitely super engaged with uh, Bump as a whole, and we really appreciate him coming on. We're going to talk to Cam from Slugger Studios after this. And then we got Jenna. And then we got Jenna. But for now, here's Tommy New, Cancer Season. This is Cute Coffee Shop Girl. studio along with Chris Pecora. Uh, we're a local studio here at Calgary and we specialize in illustrative work that uh, kind of has a, a fun tone and uh, that's what we like to do. Hey guys, my name's Liam, also um, a co-host with Jess here on the circuit. Um, so following up on that, what are the various community and collaborative projects you've worked on and what are some of your favorite ones? Over the years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Slugger's been around for about three, a little over three years now. And uh, we've done a few murals. Uh, we did one in Market Mall for Bailey Nelson Eyewear uh, last year. And we did one a couple of years ago for Co op uh, Gas Bar on 17th Ave in Killarney. I guess that one was three years ago now. Uh, we also have a brewery client, New Level Brewery, uh, and we do all the illustration and kind of packaging for for their beer lineups. And that's that's about all. Cool. So, would you be able to describe your art style and maybe like your artistic approach with your illustrations? Yeah. So, uh, uh, Chris and myself, we both come from a graphic design background, so we we're both. Uh, freelance graphic designers as well so our our approach uh 
is really kind of like design graphic design process driven uh kind of approach like we we like to kind of approach things as a design problem and kind of uh craft a solution via uh kind of writing a creative brief and and that, that kind of real graphic design style approach to to art and public art so i think we kind of differ from a lot of of, of groups uh in that way and that we we're, we're not so much artists as we are more graphic designers and just that that difference in, in approach where it's not just like trying to do something for yourself and like uh like that question of art versus design is always interesting to me where it's like like art is i i i like to define it as art being something that's for yourself for the artist and other people can can enjoy that and take what they want from it but but uh, graphic design you more kind of approach things for for a specific target audience and kind of craft it and design it for, with them in mind yeah i mean design is art as well um whether you're doing it for someone else's intentions or your own but uh, I, I get how the scope is different though uh yeah switching gears how did how did that get you involved with bump festival and i guess how did they approach you or was it uh, the other way around uh yeah so bump the so bump uh accepts applications so we've we've been applying for bump for probably the last three years trying to get into the the bump what kind of artist roster so uh you basically submit a, a package of of works you've done and and they kind of pick and choose from from the applicants they receive cool and like what made you really want to get involved with bump because you said you've applied a couple of times was there well, something like specific that really draw, draws you to the festival yeah we we've both always been like big fans of public art and and big supporters of bump like i i've i've worked in the beltline for the last 20 years more or less so like over the last few years it's always been like in august you kind of wander around and check out the murals in progress and it's i just i just think it's great i just it's just a really exciting time to just see these kind of derelict and tagged walls become something something more more interesting and and even something that's cherished by the community instead of something that's just like urban decay yeah and no one's rushing to cover it up with white paint or anything else (laughs) no Uh, no it's funny yes yesterday we 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 had our grid down and our outlines and this woman comes around from uh, the dope team that picks up needles and and things around here mm -hmm. and she's and she's like chris oh geez they really they really tagged that wall. She thought we were like graffiti cover-up uh, guys <laughs> painting over it. <laughs> we're like, oh no, 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 we did that. That was kind of a funny experience yesterday. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the image and perception of uh, street art, is, you know, shifts and festivals like bumps start to garner attention on like a municipal public level rather than just people who yeah. either love it or despise it. You know, there's yeah, there's, there's different well, levels to it. Yeah, there's definitely a line between uh, street art and and public art and and tagging. Yeah. Uh, so you said you were drawing a grid for a mural that may be in progress. Uh, what's the inspiration for what you're currently working on? Oh, geez, <laughs> that, that's 
that's tough to say. We we submitted a we submitted a couple of uh, concepts. One one of which was like like uh, our our pieces in the back alley behind I Love You Coffee Shop on Fourth Street, and uh, one of our initial concepts was like a a giant rat that kind of encapsulated the whole wall and uh i guess the jury and and the the stakeholders kind of found that a little too on the nose for being in an alley (laughs) so so we kind of we've kind of changed this to a slightly more friendly uh local rodent the squirrel so so now we're in the process of painting this giant squirrel on the the side of the wall so so like the process kind of went back and forth through the jury and the stakeholders and and we've kind of modified it to uh kind of make everyone happy and and it's it's still a concept that we're super excited about and it's got all like kind of the the hallmarks of a a slugger project where it's it's fun it's kind of dumb it's it's just intended to make passerbys smile or just brighten their day and even even as we've been putting out on the wall there's been a lot of people snapping photos and you see people walk by and 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 smile and it, it's just good to see yeah your work is definitely really unique and like it's also kind of you know um over an interview or audio file it's hard to describe um the style without you know people just have to kind of look and see for themselves so where's the best place um for people to support and find your work and kind of get more um of an interest in slugger studios yeah so so probably the best place that we keep most up to date is our instagram account at slugger studio uh we're also on twitter at slugger studio and and we uh, launched a website earlier this year and that's sluggerstudio.com so those are probably the kind of the three best places to keep tabs on on what we're up to cool yeah all right well we will keep tabs on that thanks for chatting with us cam and uh we'll see yep. you down and around the belt line for that yeah i'm gonna have to check out the mural for sure when does it when is it completed if you don't mind me asking uh we should be be wrapping up by end of day on friday cool we, we pretty much got all the base kind of colors blocked in now so the next two days will just be really be tightening it up sweet well you will be there at some point um have a great rest of your week and thank you for your work yeah thank you so much for having us on we appreciate the support absolutely take care I need your love 
Awesome. So what is um, the Slam Festival like for somebody who maybe has never been to it before, heard about it before? Totally. It's, um, I find it's a, a really interesting experience for two kind of different demographics of people. So I would say the ones within our community has a lot of a different meaning for those that are inside the Alberta River Surfing Association community. But for those on the outside who are very unfamiliar, the look and feel of it is essentially a small community festival that incorporates river surfing, which is a local niche sport, skateboarding, which has a really strong following already in Calgary, music and the arts. And so you were one of the co-founders. What was kind of like the origins of the festival? What made you want to start it up? Hopefully as as you guys have seen, the river surfing community has been growing quite rapidly over just like the last four or so years, even though it's actually existed, I think, for at least 15 years in Calgary. But we've seen a little bit of a spike. And so as we started to see that, we wanted to create some bigger plans within our community. We have a very active association, um, which is very impressive, especially compared to some of our sister communities. A lot of people that are really willing to pitch in and, and grow 
uh, the community for whatever what that whatever that means to us. So four years ago, we originally just had this annual event that was out in the Kananaskis, and we called it Slam the Can. It still kind of exists, but on a much smaller scale. It's very um, like association focused, and it's out at Canoe Meadows. We camp, we surf. There's like a fun competition, and so the idea was just to start broadening that a little bit to bring in more people from the outside and they don't have to surf necessarily and I think that's a big key to what we like to promote within uh this like for slam festival and even just our community in general is we want you to enjoy it whether you surf or not and that's another reason why we incorporate some of these other elements so what we wanted to do was again broaden that to bring in more people and then Jacob actually had the idea to add in the other elements, so the skateboarding, the music, and the art. And this was an influence from an event that exists in Europe. Uh, river surfing is, I think, like 50 years old in Europe, so it's, it has a way stronger community over there, much bigger following. So we drew some inspiration from a big festival that already existed over in Germany. And so we kind of wondered, you know, how can we bring that into Calgary? So we just started digging in and it's kind of looked different every year, especially now with (laughs) with COVID. There wasn't an intention for Slam to look different this year, but we were obviously forced into a new situation. So originally the first two years, it was a bunch of individual events. The first year, it was all within one week. The second year was kind of spread out throughout the summer. And then last year, we decided to finally take up space at 10th Street, where our current wave downtown exists. And the idea here is we're promoting a project. So we're going to be releasing some some new concept drawings very soon. It's really exciting, but we want our community to grow and we have some really big plans. So one is to build a world-class wave right downtown Calgary in our river. It's a really amazing landmark. Nothing exists like it in the world at this point. So it's going to be an incredible feature. And we're also going to be building a, what we're calling at the moment a surf center down at that park space. And we've actually already been approved for that land. So it's really exciting. So you're going to start seeing some growth in the community that way too. So the festival was really just this uh, this collection of all of the things that have been happening over the past few years. And we've been, you know, kind of pushing and pulling to form it into what makes sense for our community. And again, also bringing in people from the outside that don't serve that we really want to enjoy the space as well. What is the planning like that goes into all of that, um, especially as the festival has kind of grown over the years? Yeah, wow. It's um it's again it it was so different every year Uh, i've learned a lot along the way um our whole team has i think it's definitely important to continue to note that everyone that plans and organizes the event is a volunteer so we all we all have full-time jobs and lives and families and so um the team puts a lot of heart and soul into the time that they put into planning the the festival and i think it's really meaningful so now that we've kind of settled on this one format apart from what's happening with our new uh, virtual format that's going to be happening for 2020, what I would like to call our traditional format and what we will continue to go back to in 2021. It's on city land. We look at it at a a full year process. So we have to start applications for grants. It would be in the fall, the fall before. So it would be like this fall. We're going to be doing grant applications for next year. We look for grants in in any sort of foundation and space that we possibly can um, to get support that we need. The infrastructure is very expensive. So we build our space on city land. It takes, you know, fencing and porta potties and security and all sorts of precautions that we definitely need to make sure that we're doing it correctly and safely. Then applying with the city and coordinating with them, the city provides a coordinator to help us 
uh, like a liaison of sorts to help us kind of navigate through all of the different application processes. We have one volunteer, kind of, you know, one and a half volunteers actually that are just there to do all of our city paperwork because it's so extensive. (laughs) It's pretty complicated. (laughs) Um, But that's the other thing that we like to do within our planning team is try our best not to overload any one person with too many tasks. So we try and break it up to have people take care of certain things as well. And I know originally it was pretty much just myself and Jacob and one other person doing all of this. So we've we've come a long way. And then we go into some of the other pieces, like finding sponsors and planning their activations and how they take up space, bringing in community vendors, and then looking at the musical acts. And uh, this year, I'm hoping it won't be so difficult because I don't think a lot of bands are going to be that busy. But uh, in in other years, you know, where we usually have our event in August and it's a, you know, prime summer time. So we definitely try and book in these bands as soon as possible because they do get busy, even if it's just like smaller shows when they're committed, they're committed. We're, we don't necessarily push ourselves to be like the, the place where you're going to see like the newest music act. But we do think the musical component is, is really important because it creates the atmosphere. Right. And I think also the music specifically would be a thing that brings in someone new to our community. So it matters a lot. Definitely. Um, And I think the volunteer aspect of it, too, is so important because especially with a festival season, it kind of gives like as a volunteer myself, it gives us an opportunity to kind of develop skills that we otherwise wouldn't have access to and like learn about organization. So it's so important, like the organization grows, but the individual does as well. Um, So it's nice to kind of have that. But you mentioned that um, with the virtual festival that you are kind of planning something. I know the sport itself and like the culture of slam is very much like an outdoorsy event. So what kind of things have had to be adapted for the virtual world of slam? Totally. Um, So honestly, this year we didn't anticipate, I hate to use the word uh, pivot because everyone uses it now, but uh, we didn't really anticipate pivoting into a virtual event. We were actually just going to fully take a break again, because it just, it does take a lot off people's plates and, and planning a whole new event requires a whole new learning process. <laughs> so we were, we were definitely hesitant. Um, and we thought, you know what, it's just good to hunker down and focus on what we just, what we already have going on. We've built so much. Then we were approached with a good concept and we ended up fighting. So we did <laughs> in the end plan a virtual event. So we had to push the dates because we, we were pretty late in the game. And I think by the time people hear this, I, I'm going to announce it actually anyway in the next couple of days. So September 18th and 19th, we're going to be switching to a full virtual activation. And this just took a lot of brainstorming uh, for the team. We had quite a few meetings just trying to figure out, like, again, how does this fit in our association? Because when we think of Slam Festival, we like to have its own entity for Slam, and it has a brand, and it has a look and a feel, but it also is a complete support vehicle for the association. So we always have to keep that in mind. So whatever we do that fits the brand, you know, how does that support the association? How does that support our community? Then we kind of have to stick to, like, our, our goals. This year, uh, we came up with some really fun ideas, and I'm so proud of the team. They, they brought so much to the table. And we're going to be doing two days, so it's September 18th and 19th, and it's a combination of pre-recorded video releases, and then also some live interactive events. And it's going to incorporate some of the pieces that you would generally see at the festival. We're now kind of in a point where when we initially started planning this, there wasn't really anything happening outside of our doors. And now we're kind of in this middle space where they're allowing things happening outside. So we might anticipate that the people that are tuning in live could maybe have a group of people at their house that they know very well, that they feel safe with and to interact with. So it could be a small combination of you know, some in-person interaction, but then interacting with the different people virtually and their other spaces. The other thing I'm actually really excited about, and I, I'm hoping this, this does happen, is 
we actually have a following, you know, in other sister communities or our friends and family members that kind of watch what we're doing and are very interested. And this is going to give people outside of Calgary their chance to actually be a part of the festival. And I think that's really cool. So we're going to be doing some live music. We're going to be doing a virtual beer tasting. And then we're also going to be doing a surf contest where you submit your entries. There's going to be some live yoga classes. And then we're also going to be inputting some kind of historical information, and then also some videos that will, I guess we're going to be calling it a guidebook of sorts. So it'll guide you through, if you're interested in surfing in Calgary, these are the things that you can do to understand our community. You'll understand where to get your gear, um, how to figure out what's safe or not, who to ask the questions to. We get a lot of this, and again, because our community is growing so quickly, people would just kind of pop in onto our Facebook group and ask questions, and that's totally fine too. But we kind of wanted to have a place where people can kind of just watch these quick one-minute videos and get the full tutorial of all the things that are the most meaningful. And I think safety is a really big thing. I think a lot of people skip that step. As an association, we don't necessarily have any specific responsibilities, but we want to be the ones that create a safer space and a really strong community for the people that are coming into the 10th Street Wave so that we can continue to have a really a positive environment. For sure. Well, and it sounds like there's a little bit of something for everybody, which is really exciting. Where can people best um, support SLAM and find out more information if they want to get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So for this year on the, the digital event that we're going to be doing in the virtual event, we have a website, so slamthefestival.com. And our live videos will actually be happening through that. And then you can also still interact that way too. And so anytime you want to know what events we have going on, we'll always put them on there. We also have a Facebook page, so I do like to have associated Facebook event pages. So you should see those circulating in which you can, again, ask questions if you're unsure about where the links are, or how to interact, and how to be a part of this. And then we also have an Instagram page, uh, Slam Calgary. And we put a lot of our announcements on there. And so those are our key places where you can reach out to us. And also, if you're curious about river surfing in general, you can go to Alberta River Surfing. That is going to be the place where you can find out all of our association information. And right now, through the Alberta River Surfing website and then also Slam the Festival, you can make donations to the association um, as that's how we're funded. And so if you want to participate, it's actually going to be fully free which is exciting, um, apart from if you want to do the beer tasting, then you do have to buy the beer, of course. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's free to interact, free to participate. And if you'd like to drop a donation, then it's very much appreciated. It goes a long way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and for planning something because it's nice, you know, things are kind of boring right now and I know it's hard <laughs> for festivals to adapt. So it's nice that, you know, people like you and Slam Festival have been kind of changing in that way um, to make it still accessible. So thank you. Amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're we're so excited for what we've put together and we're really looking forward to launching it. So yeah, thank you for connecting and letting me tell the story. CGSW 90.9 FM. That was an interview that Jess conducted with Jenna Henderson with Slamfest, as you may have collected over the past uh, 10 minutes. So it's a good little interview. Like Slamfest is one that is comes to the like the forefront of your mind when you think of summertime festivals in calgary but the 10th street wave is getting more and more popular like every time i go across that bridge it's just like a crowd there yeah i spoke with jenna and um yeah and jacob last summer and it was so lovely and i had so much fun at the festival i think like 
it, it's kind of cool that they combine the like skateboarding and surf element together. Yeah. So I had to highlight it this year as well because it's something different. Yeah. So it's an overall scope of the show today. We spent a lot of the time talking about Bump Festival, which is still ongoing. You can go check out right now uh, throughout the whole weekend and then actually all the way to the end of August. That's on yycbump.ca or yycbump on Instagram if you want to check that out. So thanks to Peter for enlightening us with uh, his immense immense knowledge and engagement with the festival, as well as Cam Hoff with Slugger Studios for giving us a bit of an artist perspective. So uh, really well-rounded show today when it comes to uh, getting different viewpoints and perspectives from uh, people involved. And it was uh, fun. We, If you're interested in any of the music, I'm posting um, that right now. So you can go check out the the lineup and the set list uh, from today just to run it back really quick last track we end up hearing before the interview was Talk by Calgary's Beach Season off their EP Time and Place we heard from Tommy New her last July's EP Cancer Season the song's called CCSG and then Nat Me another Crescent Heights alumni uh, her track Putting in Work which is a single that she just released like like a like a, that's a very good song that's so good it's, <laughs> it's my, so like, good if i hear a local we're putting together a local show we're, we're throwing that one on that song sounds like it was like produced by like timbaland <laughs> in like a professional studio like I, and she sounds like a oh, shanti you know it's great yeah. yeah so anyways we're gonna get out of here stay tuned for the good medicine show we will see you next week we'll be doing a whole pride show so it'd be very important yes big interview I won't be there, but I'll be there in spirit, and you'll get to hear the interview. I'll be there, and you can listen to my voice. If you're not sick of <laughs> it enough great. already. We got Celsi coming up next for you. Yeah, if you missed this show, you can catch it on cjsw.com slash programming slash the circuit or on Apple Podcast Network under the same title. We'll see you guys next week. of mine.